0: Hey, welcome to BTS Podcast, this is Lene Cook, and on this episode I talk to Meredith Alloway, who shares the behind the scenes of her experience in independent film, writing about film, and her South by Southwest experience. Uh, she is a contributor to IndieWire, Playboy, and so many other publications. I had the privilege to see her film Deep Tissue at South By, and it's incredible. Um, and I do want to say real quick, my apologies on the um- upfront front. I uh, talked a little bit of trash on the Newport Beach Film Festival in Orange County, and then... Uh, And I think perhaps my experience 10, 11 years ago uh, was underwhelming, and then I looked at the films that they've curated this year and the last few years, and I am pleasantly surprised at um, just the growth there. And so I'm sorry for being a negative Nancy on the upfront about them, Um, and it makes me happy. They have a uh, really awesome uh, film this year about Santa Ana, which warms my heart. Anyways, thank you for listening to hashtag BTS podcast. This episode was brought in partnership with Trendscaping, who I'm sure you've heard me plug before. Trendscaping is a really incredible website and community where trends are shared and insights are drawn. And I'm just super like really, really happy to be partnering with them. Um, One thing that I really love about them is that you can contribute no matter where you are. This is not a trend forecasting site that prioritizes um, literally like the same trends that we see everywhere. Um, I think we hear a lot about like Gen Z, millennials and stuff like that in other places. And Trendscaping does a really great job on being very inclusive across generations, walks of life, location. Uh, my One of my favorite pieces of theirs is the 2019 trends, which includes terms like side helpful and the circular economy. And I just really like it. Shannon, uh, the founder of Trendscaping, does a beautiful job of tying together insights and working with contributors to make sure that their content is like really buttoned up and clear. And I really appreciate the feedback. Uh, I've grown a lot from working with her and I feel like my writing and sort of ability to synthesize information has improved greatly since we have started uh, just working together, and since I've started contributing, anyways, sign up for Trendscaping's newsletter. They share great insights, and if you want to contribute, just reach out and let her know what you would like to, what you have to say, and um, yeah, she's really great about communication and being super inclusive and advocating for people so do not hesitate um, i know a lot of us have stuff we want to say and then aren't sure where to put it and trendscaping is a great place for that also if you would like to support this podcast you can do it a variety of ways i plug soothe here a lot which are in home massages you can use code lz lrz uh, you can also book a breather room i'm a huge fan of breather rooms breather has allowed me to book office space for various meetings uh, for podcast recordings for my previous podcast with Avery D'Alessandro called The Vault. We booked breather rooms in LA, New York, San Francisco to record. And it's really great. You can rent by the hour or by the day. And for that, you can use just my name, use L-Y-N-A-E, Linnae, as your promo code. And that helps me save on my breather rooms for times when I'm traveling and don't really have a proper place that will be quiet to record. Uh, And if you really feel like supporting, uh, and you don't want to use Soothe or Breather, and you just want to shoot me five bucks, ten bucks on Venmo, no one is stopping you. My Venmo is just at lenay-cook. Cash app works too, just dollar sign Cook. Whatever you feel like. It would be lovely and appreciated. And would fuel the caffeine that fuels me to make this podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Meredith um, and have a great day. Subscribe, rate, and review as always. Hey, welcome to BTS Podcast. This is your host, Lene Cook, and I am in Austin, Texas. Still, this is probably <laughs> like I don't know how many episodes I've recorded by now, probably at least five. So this is probably the sixth one you're hearing from Austin. Um, South by Southwest is over. And I'm here with Meredith Alloway, who, hi. Hey, Lenny. (laughs) Hi. I'm also still in Austin somehow. (laughs) We've been here. It is now, what is it? The 19th of March, 2019, in case, you know, this is the future and you're listening to old episodes. Um, 11 days. Yeah. Oh, wow. You're right. Yeah, she got in on the 8th, I got in on the 7th, I think. Uh, We were roommates for a few nights, and here we are. So, um, Meredith works in film. Mm -hmm. I will leave it at that, because I'll let her explain what all she does in a second. We've known each other for probably eight or nine years now. Mm -hmm. Um, We met through our mutual friend, Lauren Glasses, who's incredible (laughs) and hysterical. Um, and we didn't realize until we were sharing a room here at
1: South By that we've, in fact, only met one time. Yeah, I know. And then moved in together. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then stayed in touch, but then, like, wait, I've only physically been, but I remember that night well. Yeah, it was a good night. That was the night I started my Instagram account. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, it's my God. It's the three of us
0: in my first ever Instagram post, so if you feel like it while you're listening, find me at, at <laughs> Lanae Cook on Instagram and scroll way, way back. Way
1: back. That's so funny.
0: Um, So she works in film. She's really great. She had a film in this year's South By, and she was... How many panels were you on? Um, I was just on one panel, and then I was a mentor. Okay. So she was on panels. She was a mentor. She had a film in the festival. So we're going to get into that as well as Mm -hmm. her writing, um, and really just talk about the behind the scenes of uh, everything she does, which is a lot, and we have what an hour yeah we have an hour and then we need to go to the airport yeah and then take
1: (laughs) us home yeah
0: god she's in new york i'm in no i'm not in california i'm in washington yeah um and here we are just it's like it's kind of like a rom-com i know here we are we've met in the middle
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then it's like it is back to our house. although i don't want to leave the nice sunshine
0: yeah the sunshine i went swimming today
1: Ugh. Yeah. I should have gone swimming. I packed nice. my swimsuit and I never use it when I travel.
0: Yeah, well you always have to bring it just in case. Yes. Everywhere has a pool and then you realize you didn't bring any. Mm. I always realize like, oh, I didn't bring any appropriate clothes for like in between the room and the pool. That
1: Oh, I I was going to say I didn't you got to bring a swimsuit because you never know who's going to want a late night swim or hot tub. Mm. Happens at Sundance. That did is not true. have a swimsuit, so I did not partake. Oh, in the late night, you're a better person tub. than I am. I'd be like, "Well, this underwear." In passes, years past, whatever. I have, and this year I said, "You know what? Not this year." Well, that's what
0: we do with our frontal lobes. Yes, yes, we make better decisions. <laughs>
1: yes. Um, so Meredith, can you talk about what you do? Sure. Um, I think it's interesting because we've been having all these conversations lately around like doing multiple things and like the transparency in which um you know we describe what all we do. Um so like full disclosure, I'm just gonna go all in and say all of the things that I do. Yeah, that's um, perfect. Yeah. So um I had a film here at South by. It was my second short film that I've made. It was an honor to be here. It was insane. I'm sure we'll get into more about that experience. Um name. yeah. So oh it's called Deep Tissue. Um check it, it out. Great. If it's at a festival near you, it probably won't be online for another eight, nine months or something, because we've got a circuit to do. Um, yeah, so I'm a filmmaker. Films are really hard to get made. So in the interim, um, I do a lot of other things. My day job for the past few years since I've been in New York, I've been in New York for four years. I was in LA for three and a half before, which is where we met. Um, I'm a journalist. So um that has become less of a money-making thing and more of, like, a hobby thing. Mm-hmm. Um, That's still also, it's, like, a profitable...
0: Yes. ...adds to, I guess it's, like, a good complement to your film career. Yeah.
1: And it's been the vehicle in which I've learned about the film community and met the film community and also figured out, you know, I took I took my time making my first film because I was like, what, what do I want to say? Like, what is my voice... What do do I want to contribute to the conversation? Um, And how can I combine that with, like, the stories that I just want to tell emotionally? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So, I'm a journalist. I write for a few different places. And then... um, Which
0: are good, by the way. So, feel free to plug... Oh, sure. Sure, sure. Um,
1: Filmmaker Magazine. And um, and I love writing for Filmmaker because my editor, Scott McCauley, who's also an amazing producer... Um, he is always like right from your perspective as a filmmaker. So mm, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's incredible, and I feel really. Um, I think for other publications in the past, I've kind of been like, oh yeah, the fact that I'm a filmmaker, I kind of like leave at the door, mm-hmm. and I'm just a journalist. But for filmmaker, it's like, no, 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 I'm. I'm talking to you because I'm on your same team, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I write for Playboy, um, which has been really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So
0: Such a legacy. Like.
1: Yeah. And I think that my editors have been also really supportive in the past years, like, wanting me to take risks in my writing and what I'm writing about. and And even for print, you know, which is hard to get. It's hard to get anything in print these days because print's dying, unfortunately. Yeah. And also because the writers that have been around for 30 years, as opposed to eight or nine, like myself, they have the claim on the print spaces. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for new writers to break into that, um, which I don't think a lot of people know. Um, that is
0: good to know. I wouldn't have known that, I guess. I hadn't really thought about it from that perspective.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's been... I've had two Playboy print pieces, which has been really awesome. exciting. That's amazing. Yeah. And then I've written for a lot of other places in the past... Complex, Collider, IndieWire, Flaunt, mm-hmm. Pace Magazine, I wrote for for a long time. Um, yeah, and then in New York, I have been making a living as a producer, mm-hmm. so um, I recently quit my full-time job. I was working at a studio called Andor Studio, which is so amazing. I, last time I saw them, I was like, did I make a mistake? Because they're like the, <laughs> the best... Um, like, all-female-run uh, production design studio that does... Oh, that's really cool. ...rebrands. Like, I worked on the True TV rebrand, and have worked with, like, MTV and a bunch of different places. Um, they're really, really incredible. They did some of the graphics for my friend Amy Berg's um, serial show on HBO oh, that's coming out. Oh,
0: very cool. Yeah, but
1: they actually did that right after I left. Uh, um, but I was... I love Amy, and I love them, so I'm glad that came together, but... um. Yeah, no, I I recently left full time because I just was like I need to go on a writing residency. I need to like realign creatively. Um I think that's important, you know, anybody that's working a full time job and doing stuff on the side to so give yourself some breathing room so you can like you're it, it, otherwise you're like overwhelmed with like yeah. too much going on.
0: You're you're overwhelmed and and then inevitably because you're overwhelmed, you will not be doing You'll probably let your personal projects
1: yeah. slip. Yeah.
0: And or all of them slip.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or and your I, health. Or, or your health. That. I think for me, it was like I just felt like I, because I was full time at Andor while I was making deep tissue, mm. and they were so supportive and they knew that was going on. And like, I think they were like, we kept your load light during that month because they really knew. awesome. Yeah. They're mm. really. Are women great? They really are. I miss those guys. Um, But yeah, no, I think that for me, it was more like I was kind of letting my goals in life slip a little bit, Mm -hmm. like personal stuff too. Yeah, totally. Um, And I think that for anyone that's an artist, like your personal life and your creative life are really entwined and I think they affect each other. And I was like, I don't think I'm being my true creative self and I want that person to be there in my personal life and vice versa. Yeah. yeah, so, and now I'm working, I was telling Linne, um, with uh, a partner uh, doing some, like, digital strategy and stuff that we're mm-hmm. trying to get off the ground. So, you know what? Like, we all just try to buy in the world.
0: Not only that, but we all are people with more than one interest and passion and thing that we're good at. And so, it's tricky. And we were discussing this earlier, and I think I've discussed it with, like, several of the guests, is how interesting it is. When you're in the stages in our career, in, in careers where we are, which is like people that know us, know us, know that we're good at what we do, um, across, you know, the various things that we do, because Mm -hmm. also like, I wouldn't put out there into the world, hey, hire me for this. If I didn't know 100% that I would be like bringing something, like I wouldn't just be like, hire me for this so I could learn on the job like that. Yeah is not in my A lot of people toolbox. do that though. oh which is makes me itchy to think about. No. Um and then and so people when when you're like introducing yourself it's hard to be like well I do this and also this without feeling corny and then once you know I look at people like Donald Glover slash oh my god I think Kim of him all the time yeah. Yes, him I think of uh Sycamore who is like We've, we've met and he's an awesome guy. And like, he is, he put like, he put, which I love in his, um, he updated his, like, I noticed his Instagram bio to like multi it, which I love, but it's like, that only feels appropriate once you're successful and you, you're not right. Like you're not kind of like in the places where we're at, where it's like, we've gained like enough that people mm-hmm. are reaching out to us for work. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's not like we're a known name. Mm -hmm. So, it puts you in a weird spot sometimes when you go to introduce yourself to people because it also can feel corny like you're some kind of weird peddler. Like, it makes me think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever watch that show Recess, the cartoon? Oh, my God. Like, years ago. With the Ashleys. There was, like, a kid who would, like, open his jacket and have, like, just stuff to sell and it makes me feel like I'm some kind of weird peddler of, like, I have a podcast. Like, I play music. I act. I'm a photographer. Also, I'm good at digital strategy and I've worked with a bunch of big brands and it's, like,
1: so I just kind of tamper it in conversation, I or think, I change the subject. I think that um, <laughs> I think that that's where I was at maybe a year ago, mm-hmm. but now I I think what I've realized, and I, I and honestly, like working in making a genre film, making mm-hmm. a horror film, because Deep Tissue is uh, I call it an erotic thriller. It is yes, but well, you've seen it. Me. It's also funny. So yeah, I know. So it's hard to describe. It's it's multi-hyphenate. It's it's a multi-hyphenate <laughs> show from a multi-hyphenate lady.
0: Yeah. Um which I loved because I had a I've never been to a film festival before, I don't think. Oh wow. Okay. No, that's not true. I went to one in Orange County once, which in my opinion hardly counts. Yeah. Um
1: <laughs> I'm shot. sure it's, it's
0: great. S- sorry to all those filmmakers who yeah. made the Newport Beach and not the like Newport Virginia. Newport, yeah. Newport Beach film th- I've heard of the Newport Beach film festival. Are you thinking of the Newport East Coast one? I don't know that one. So that's the better one. Okay. Newport East Coast one is like the one you've heard of. Yeah. And then there's which, another one? There's another Newport one, which is like in Orange County, California, not the one that agents go I'll to. Look it up. okay. 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 <laughs> Got it. Um, but I didn't, A, I, I knew hers was a short. Yeah. I knew it was called Deep Tissue. Mm-hmm. Until she handed me like the marketing materials, I had no idea she was in
1: it. Oh right,
0: because I don't talk about that. You didn't talk about no. that. She's in it. Yeah. Um, and then I went. What is it called? Like the Midnight Short series. Midnight
1: Shorts block. Yeah.
0: Okay. And I show up with her, and she was kind enough to like. I was
1: like honored that she asked me to take her photos. For, oh like, my god, they looked so good. Thank I, you. I literally was, I was like so nervous because I've they never taken so good though. I also like never get my hair and makeup done, so it was like the good photo on top of like. Uh, like I don't Money wear well makeup yeah. yeah and I was like oh my god who is that and you looked
0: amazing without looking not yourself
1: right I went I was going for the Kristen Stewart look I feel like my outfit you know whatever maybe other people see and be like oh this girl thinks she looks like Kristen Stewart no, no but, I wouldn't have you know that. you know but like bun, shirt yeah yeah <laughs> just the, the outfit attire I was like I feel like Kristen Stewart anyway. would wear this so I'm Kristen gonna Kristen great you have better lips, so I didn't oh think my um, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyways.
0: Anyways. The point <laughs> is, is that I show up, and I didn't know it was, like, a block of shorts. And oh. so, I don't know if I told you this, but, like, uh, Meredith and, like, all the other people who worked on the film had special seating. I went to go sit with normal people, and I sat down to these, with these guys who looked, like, very invested in this, and I was like, Hey. <laughs> So, like, after,
1: are you guys here for Deep Tissue too? And they're like, what? Like, they didn't know. Uh, I didn't understand. I thought it was just for your film. That would have been amazing if all those people had showed up just to see one <laughs> nine minute short. <laughs> and then
0: so do we leave after the one we were here to see? Oh my And they God. were like, no, 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 no. They were like, well, I guess you can. It just might be kind of weird. And then I was like, well, I guess what else am I doing? I just
1: assume people know what shorts blocks are. Like no. I didn't even.
0: You didn't even tell me it was a short block. Like I didn't know. Whatever. It was great. It was amazing. I was so impressed once I
1: saw like it. Like um, their films are great too. Yeah. The
0: other films were incredible and across genres and styles mm-hmm. and senses of humor and sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Like it was awesome. Um, Let's talk about I think film first, and then yeah. we'll talk about writing, and then maybe cool. some South by specific stuff. So, cool. um, your trajectory in film when we met—God, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it was so long ago. Like, you were probably what, like two or three years out of college? Yeah. So
1: I, I've always known I wanted to make movies uh-huh. since I was eleven. Aww. Um, I will be releasing soon, someday, consequential death. Okay. I made in sixth grade the doll, which I believe I made in fifth grade and back to the future no still that's wait not remembering the future remembering the future. not back to the future i did also. not make she back was to the, the child story. prodigy plot <laughs> twist remembering the future um yeah i still have them on vhs and my oh colorist God. on deep tissue is going to put Your them parents on dvd are so nice no no i'm the nice one i you kept, kept them. them i have kept okay. them yeah no i have them at my apartment somewhere anyway um but i did theater and dance growing up cool. um yeah, and when I went to SMU, which is a school in Dallas, they have an incredible arts program, like incredible. I think there are a lot of people, and I like to say this because I, I think a lot of people have um I think a lot of people have thoughts about going to school for arts, college. Yes, especially it's expensive twenty nineteen. Yes. And what I will say is like SMU is an amazing acting program but I Mm -hmm. knew I always wanted to do something beyond that and not just acting so I had an emphasis in playwriting and directing so my first two years were acting and then I continued acting but I had playwriting and directing classes Mm -hmm. um you know there are a lot of times where I remember um so so I go to theater school I graduate um I was able to direct some plays I was able to have a play that I wrote have a like Big stage reading, which mm-hmm. everyone was like, oh, the play that was a movie? I'm like, oh yeah, that that was mine, the World War II romance. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, and other people write like surrealist like four-person cast, and I've got like a 20 person cast. It's like a World War II romance. Like, come on. Um, <laughs> Lily Marlene is what it was called, whatever. Um, like the Marlena Dietrich song. Anyway, point is I go to I go to LA and I fall into journalism. I mm-hmm. wanted to learn how to screenwrite, and so I get a job at this place called the Script Lab, which is an amazing amazing website and resource for writers. So I was basically writing articles about screenwriting and like learning about screenwriting while I was working there, which was like incredible. Um and then was like, Oh, I can interview people. So do you look back at some, on some of those pieces and go like that was bad? Like advice or something, or do you no, feel no, like No, no, okay. no. I mean, I think it was more like um I was doing reviews. I was, like, writing some copy oh, for okay. screenwriting stuff that my okay. editor I was working with was basically, like... It wasn't like I was writing screenwriting advice for people. That's what I thought that I was, like... That would have been, like, I was, like, like oof, that's rough. No, 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 no. How I do had you an, feel about that now? No, I had an editor <laughs> that was, like... I was, like, filling in the copy um, okay. for stuff. Yeah, no. That's <laughs> best Anyway, long story short is, like, I start interviewing people... And of course, this whole time I'm in LA. I'm like trying to act, and I'm I'm writing, and I'm like well, theater school, like you know, right? Like, did I make the right choice? Like, should have I should I have gone to film school? And then I'm interviewing this guy who directed this film, Hitchcock, that Helen Mirren was in, and he's not giving me anything which happens I mean you have a podcast show you know sometimes you have people on that just like don't want to talk I don't have those people on oh yeah I get to vet them because my podcast where I'm
0: like oh we don't connect as humans let's not do this and record it
1: yeah well it's like an interview you have no idea what's gonna happen and he just was like shutting down and I went I think I read somewhere that he directed a Beckett play Uh and so I was like I went to theater school. I saw that you love Beckett. Like, how did, how does your love for, like, Crap's Last Tape inform your directing for Hitchcock or whatever? And he, all of a sudden, he, like, came back to life and was, like, engaged in the conversation. I also probably looked like I was 12 when I was, like, 23 yeah. doing interviews. And yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, we both.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that we both, like we were talking about earlier, if you were just to look at us, probably wouldn't assume, but then, I don't know. Who knows how we actually Well, look. it's hard Maybe I just think we look better than we do.
1: I don't know. I think the point is it's like when people are interviewing and sharing information with someone that, you know, there were not a lot of young female journalists out there yes. doing this and they're like, who is this girl that looks 12? That's a woman coming in here. And I was very aware of that yeah. and definitely had to prove myself in a lot of situations. Yeah.
0: And, you know, there's so much ego in creative endeavors that I think some people... So everyone internalizes things differently, and I've talked to some people who will sometimes, and and no offense to like you at all, but will think like they don't even respect me. They sent this like
1: barely out exactly.
0: college girl to come. If they took me seriously, they would have sent someone who's my peer.
1: Yeah, exactly. But then I think when I'm pulling the Beckett card, yes, he's to like, show that oh, you have a
0: deeper interest. Yes,
1: and I think that that background. is a moment I always refer to when people are like talking about college or theater school or should I go to film school? And it's like, look, if you feel like you're going to get an education, that education is going to come in handy. Yeah. And, like, even with – I met with a manager at South By, mm-hmm. and he's talking about working with writers and notes. And I said, listen, shout out to my playwriting professor, Gretchen, who I was emailing with yesterday. I love I'm like used that. to notes. I can take notes. Yeah. I know how to sit in a room with eight people or be workshopping my play – with my entire cast and get feedback and take or leave it. And that is something that, like, I see a lot of screenwriters struggle with because it can be such a lonely craft. That, like, you've spent yeah. hours writing something and then someone gives you a note and you feel like they are taking the card out of you know your house of cards.
0: Yeah. And I've, I've spoken to other friends in the same world. And I think it's important – and correct me if you feel differently, by all means, but um, – to know that not all notes need to be acted upon. Oh, yeah. That, like, some notes are, you're like, oh, yeah, that is the direction. That does add. And then it's totally fine to get notes from someone and realize, like, oh, yeah, it's not really what I want to do. And it's mine.
1: And I think that, like, in the process of, like, making films, too, just to, like, fast forward. Um, But I wanted to. Yeah. I, wa- I think it's important to show, like, what people's background um, is because a lot of people don't talk about Agreed. where they came from, you know. They're like bury the past. Um and a lot of times they're so I think we hear from a lot of people
0: that are like the Tarantinos of the world, right? Yeah. Where they have because they're so far in their career, which yeah. is why we're hearing from them, because yeah. they're clam people are clamoring to like mm-hmm. get those clicks on their website or mm-hmm. whatever. Like their past is such a simulation because it's so far removed from where they are that it is a scripted, like well yes oiled machine of a story because
1: they've said it over and over and over again. It's, exactly they've said it over and over again and um they have publicists and managers and agents yes. saying exactly what they should be saying and what they should totally be mentioning which i don't think a lot of people realize yeah. goes yeah
0: and so it's it's super important to me to have people on who have not like crafted their own narrative about who they are and where they came yeah. from and are just talking about the reality of it yeah um because it it really humanizes it and i think let um, lets people know, A, to be more respectful of other people mm-hmm. and to not be so hard on themselves.
1: And I think there are skill sets, um, you know, as a, as a filmmaker now and making movies, like I think that um, I see very clearly now that, and I believe this for everybody, that wherever you are is exactly where you should be. Mm-hmm. And your past has helped you in ways that maybe it doesn't feel apparent in the moment. Yeah. Like, I don't think it was until I was, like, on set of Deep Tissue where it was the night before, and my two producers who are amazing, um, they're a couple, you never know, it. they're on set, they're very professional. But I like to say that because, like, we're all very good friends. We spent a lot of time together, and we did mm-hmm. before I made the movie and after the fact. Um, and Josh is my editor, and Rachel has an acting background. She went to NYU. And I was very clear on what their roles were going to be on set because I was acting in it. And I was like, listen, our first AD was amazing. Cat. shout out. Um, and I had a conversation with everybody ahead of time. And when I was interviewing ADs, I talked to them about this. I'm like, I need you to be the one that is going to be the point person for other people in the crew. Because they need to go through you or they can go through Josh or um, Rachel. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and Justin as well, obviously, because he's the DP. But I knew that, like, I was going to be working very closely with Justin because I'm in it, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, wanted to protect that. Yeah. So, basically, Josh was looking for, like, our scripty. Um, He was looking at the edit. Are we getting what we need? Yeah. He, were, he was those eyes. So, if there was something where, like, we had a cut and I was, like, me and Justin were, like, I feel good about it. We'd always look at Josh and he'd be, like, actually, let's do one more. Can you try this and leave a little tail on the end of the take for me? And I'm, like, yeah. great. And then Rachel she and I spoke the same acting language because we studied theater. So we went through the script the night before and I was like, these are like, there were maybe like five. I was like, these are emotional beats we really need to hit. Mm -hmm. And because she speaks the same language as I do as an actor, she was like, okay. And as a director and an actor, you know, we're looking at it in both sides that like there's a moment, there's like a scene in a bathroom where, I have, like, a panic attack, essentially. Right. And I was like, I just need to make sure this is reading, but you can also see. Like, in acting, it's like, especially in theater, it's like you have your want. You have your objective. Right. You have your obstacle of what's getting in the way with it. And then you bury that. And then you have, like, the action you're doing in the moment. Mm -hmm. So she understood. I was like, this is everything that's going on. She's like, great. Got it. Cool. And I'm like, if any one of those things is not coming through, we cannot get to the end point of this movie. Like, there has to yeah. be a level of joy for her here and a decision that we see her make so that at the end of the film, her we can being reference Her you back. as a yes. character. I just yes. want to make sure that Oh, yeah, sorry. I just always refer to it as her because course, I felt like it was... Because that's a character. It's yeah, and it got weird for... It gets weird for people on set when you're the director and you're in it and it's like, wait, is it you? Is it... Anyway, all of that being said, in that moment, I was like, there's a reason why I went to acting school. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Because I think sometimes we... We're like, oh god, I did this thing. I was a fucking carpenter in my can I cuss? Yeah, I can yeah, cuss. Yeah. You know, I was a carpenter in my old life and then you're like, what why did I do that? And then it's like you're building a set for your yeah. film and you go, mm, I see how this was like useful.
0: Absolutely. I think that building on um I mean, the only the only thing we can build on is our own experiences, right? right. So like anything that you do will always help you where you're going. And mm-hmm. I think um, shout out to my mom's friend, Roxy, because mm-hmm. I think the best advice I've probably ever gotten from anyone, like tell all, me all career books and mm-hmm. all of that aside is I was like maybe 12 or 13. And I remember my mom's friend. Cause I was like, I was also like a very entrepreneurial, like driven kid. Mm-hmm. And she was like, look, you will learn, she said something about, like, it's oftentimes more important to learn what you don't want than what you do want. Because figuring out all the stuff that you don't want to do will really help you hone in on what you do want. Mm -hmm. And so I think even if your experience is, you're like, oh, why did I waste my time doing that? You didn't waste your time. You learned you don't want to do that. Oh, absolutely. I learned, yeah, like, I've learned from all the jobs that I've worked. I've learned a lot of, like, what I do and don't want. And, like, what takes up too much energy and what doesn't contribute to my long-term goals. And like what takes up, what pays enough and doesn't take up too much energy that I'm willing to do those projects, even if it's not what I want, but it helps fund what I
1: do want. I was telling my cousin, cause um, we're actually at my cousin's house right now in mm-hmm. Austin. He let me stay with him for the last week, but um, we were talking about the benefit of just like making a small movie and making mistakes. Yeah. Mistakes are gene. My, my theater teacher, miss Abigail Crabtree, um who probably will never listen to this but you never know Send um, it to her you never know I don't know where she is now I don't even know if I have an email I'll find her anyway she said to all of us in uh, theater school and high school like making mistakes is genius and she was talking about it in the context of art so mm-hmm. I I I talk about it in the context of art because yeah. outside of it like okay I would never say that right. but I think making artistic mistakes is genius because um like we're my cousin and I were talking about making movies with, like, just to just show just us we could do, do it. it. Like, I moved to New York and made a film and never released it because, like, the sound was bad and, like, certain, you know, but it was, like, and it was, like, a splinter crew, but it was, like, such a beautiful experience, and I was, like, so thankful for everybody that showed up because, like, just physicalizing it sometimes yeah. is, like, what's needed, you know? Especially and, for your own empowerment. People yeah. Like, oh, I can do that, which means I can do it again and know yeah. that I can do it better. And also going okay, so like I saw what that was like mm, shooting in a park on a Saturday morning and we didn't have the lights. You know, it's like, oh, so I really should have had lights and sound because now,
0: yeah, you know,
1: whatever. Um. So anyway, I think that like it's important to try things and like you're mm-hmm. saying you never know what good is going to come out of it.
0: Yeah, and as we're touching on notes of like, you know, trial and error and managing those emotions and stuff like that, Um, as you've progressed in making your own films, how do you manage, because it's a lot to juggle, like writing, making your own films, and then like doing submissions is a whole like Mm -hmm. job in and of itself. Yeah. Like, how do you manage, uh, not only your time, but also like your emotions and headspace around those
1: things? I mean, I think, um... I'm trying to think how to approach this question because it's pretty broad. Um sorry. No, 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 no. I'm like, where do I start? No. Um You can start with your time. Okay. I think that um, you know, working full time for the past few years has been interesting because it has shown me how to work even when you're tired after work and how to work on weekends. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing certain things. Like I I'm I've gotten to a point where like doing anything creative after I've been at work for a full day is I'm not gonna do my best work. I mean, I'm gonna be frustrated with myself, mm-hmm. and it's like my brain is tired. But I can go home and I can submit to festivals. Right. I can go home and I can write emails to programmers and yeah. you know. But like as far as like creating something new, that's what I reserve for like days off or like weekends. Or if I'm feeling inspired, I write on airplanes a lot. Oh yeah, as well. airplanes are the best. I'm planning on writing on this airplane today. Same. Two legs of my flight. Um, I think that. Be gentle on yourself. That is like the biggest oh. thing. And I am not good at that. Like I am I am not good at that at all. But I think this sounds really like weird to bring up. Um, but I started seeing a nutritionist when I got back from France. That's not weird. I'm with you okay. on this. Um, I think that being gentle on yourself, like what we're putting in our bodies and like how we're treating our bodies is it's easier to be It's easier to see the ways in which you're not being gentle on yourself in physical ways than it is mental ways. Yeah. And sometimes looking at the physical things helps you see the ways you're not being gentle on yourself mentally. Yeah, that's true. So when I got back from France, because I was vegan for two years, I went to France and I was like, I don't, I think I survived on tabbouleh and like grilled vegetables, like and like shrimp. I don't know what I ate.
0: Shrimp Um, is not
1: vegan. Because I was like, I need some form of protein. So I started eating fish again. (laughs)
0: My and judgment.
1: I'm like, how? I was loosely vegan. I was like, loosely vegan. I would probably eat fish like every once in a while, just, you know. Like they're like weird scavengers at the sea. I have my own feelings about shrimp. Shrimp, really? Yeah. Oh, I love shrimp. I, cream, yeah. I love shrimp. Really? Oh, yeah. I love them. Dirty, dirty. Really? Cringers. I can't eat. Uh, there's some other meat I'd try, like pork. I can't do it. Oh, yeah. I can't do it. Fair. There. Anyway, <laughs> got back and I was like, okay, like, I feel like I'm going to see a nutritionist because the, 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 the I go to like a, almost, it's almost like a wellness, it's like spiritual associated. Yeah.
0: Um, What's it called? Do you mention it? Uh,
1: now Wellness. It's okay. amazing. It's in New York, N-A-O. Um, literally, it's been life-changing because it showed me how, sometimes you have to approach like, like as an artist, as anybody, you, your body and your mind is your tool. Yeah. And it's your sacred And they're combined. Temple and they're combined. To treat those separately? Yeah it doesn't make any sense. No. And I think that but it's it's nice to have an access point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um which for me was like okay, maybe it's nutrition. Yeah. Um like is my body getting what I need to be able to do my best job? Yeah. And I think that looking at that with the help of this nutritionist, it's been like um what are parts of the day that are hard for me um oh, when boy. are you know, like what like when is my when does when my mind need more fuel and how can I give it that through my body? Um, she also turned me on to meditation. So mm-hmm. I have a meditation book I have, which I have been abandoning the past have few Have you days.
0: downloaded Insight Timer, the
1: app? No, what's that? I think you'd love it. My therapist. Insight Timer? Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll send it to yeah, you Yeah, let me, me know. But- I need all of this. Yeah, things. I've been doing it even in really? a hotel room. Yeah,
0: it's like guided meditations through an app, and it's, that's what I need. And you can select like short ones, like
1: zero to five minutes. I know about this. My editor told me he does this. Okay. But the book, and then I have a. a, a what book is it? Um, I actually have it in my backpack. Right, whatever. Um, it's a meditation book. I'll I can find it later. Okay. Um, if we take a break or something, yeah, I'll I'll do, I'll do it in the outro or something. And then I have a five minute journal, which is like a thankful yeah. journal that oh, I, I do. I love that. And I think that like doing that, I do that at the end of the day, and I do my meditation in the morning. Mm-hmm. And what's amazing is how we, you know, had these conversations, how that has affected me creatively. Yeah. I also used to play guitar. Abandoned my guitar when when I was in France. I had a guitar. I. Oh, I should specify. I did a writing residency in France. What does that mean, by the way? Um, So it's called Studio Fair. When I was looking to realign creatively, as as I was saying, I was like, I just need a month away mm-hmm. just with myself. I do not need someone breathing down my back, giving me deadlines. I don't yeah. need a group of people we're sharing notes with. There is a place and time for it, and that is not where I'm at. Yeah. And this place called Studio Fair, Um, Colin and Julia run it. They are godsend. Everybody should look into it. Um, I went there for a month in October in mm-hmm. the southwest of France and had my own office. Did you apply for it? How does that work? I applied for it. Okay. There's a site called Res Artis. I think that's how you spell it. Yeah. I've
0: listed that site actually A-R-T-I-S. for
1: photo stuff. It's incredible. A lot of the places, though, I spent the whole summer looking at places, emailing with people. Um, it was either way too expensive mm-hmm. or um, it was too remote. Like I mm-hmm. almost went to one in Iceland that's really cool. But for me, uh, I was like, I need some people interaction, or I'm going to go right. Yeah, cry.
0: I think you and I are both, I don't know, Susan Kane I'm sure, would have the right words for it. She wrote mm. that book, Quiet, The Power of Introverts. But I think you and I are both, like, social people with yeah. the right type of, we're like, socializing gives us energy if it's the right type of socializing, but then we also need
1: to be left alone. Totally. Totally. And I think that the amazing thing about studio fair is it's in this tiny little Beauty and the Beast town. And Colin and Julia and I, you know, we became friends and I made some friends. There were two other women that were teaching as part of a residency. Cool. So I ended up meeting them. And then, you know, I met my friend Pierre. Um, And I think that it was like, oh, okay, so I can go and I can write. And I, I wrote like 40 pages of my feature, Deep Tissue. Oh, and really? Then, yeah. And then I wrote two other shorts. That's that are,
0: incredible. Yeah.
1: Um, I was super inspired. I forget. Why did we get on this topic? Because I, I asked you about how you oh, my found God. it. Like, like oh, the guitar. This is why I brought it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when I was in France, um, it was very tricky to create my own schedule to, yeah. and I think everybody can relate to this. Um, when I was completely alone with like my two hosts in this house and I didn't meet some of these people that I became friends with till like later Mm -hmm. in the month. So it was like me being held accountable and it was like a really interesting, uh, way to figure out how to do that. So uh-huh. that's when I was like, I think I should be meditating before yeah. I had this book. Before to give yourself structure. To give myself sorry, structure. Sorry, I'm going to like
0: shift. This chair yes. sound. I'm going to shift to where I'm comfortable. There okay, do go. it. I'm like, it's very squeaky. Um, and I've
1: been like lifting my eyes. So. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> we
0: have coffee. We're in squeaky yes. chairs.
1: Listeners, I'm sorry. It's the real world. It's real life. If
0: you want to support this podcast having a studio, feel free to yes, Venmo yes, yes, me yeah, yeah. at, yes. at Lene-Cook on Venmo. <laughs>
1: Do it. Or Vin- Venmo me just to yeah. help me make my nice video. No, don't do it. Um my name, Meredith Halloway. Don't Ma- Venmo me. Venmo her. No. <laughs> it's my podcast. I'll tell people what I want. <laughs> um anyway, what I I was having trouble like um When I wake up, have my coffee, sometimes I would, I was watching Haunting of Hill House and I had to watch it in the morning because I was in an old house. Yeah. Freaked me out. It's scary. So I would watch it and then I was like, I need to go write. I'm having a hard time transitioning into writing. So they had a guitar and so I would play guitar for like 30 minutes and somehow that put me in a headspace to write. That's awesome. And so I, when I got back, my brother, bless his heart, he's so sweet. He has like three guitars, and he just like, I never play this. Here, take Aww.
0: it. So is he the, in New York too.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, did yeah. he shipped it to you? No, no, no. Oh, he's that's in so New York. Sweet. He's in New York. And so it was like really interesting. Like, I guess the point is um, the timing and the treating yourself and being gentle on yourself. It's like find ways to take care of yourself. Yeah. Because your brain and your body or your instrument and so whatever whatever you struggle with like for me it was like my my mind gets really tired towards the end of the day yeah but sometimes that's when I have free time so then it's like well let me do my like five minute journal let me play guitar just to like unwind yeah and then I can start writing and honestly I love wine so I'll have a glass of wine you know like mm-hmm. something whatever you need to do that you feel like is healthy to like help you um, get into a space where you feel like you're writing or you're creating from a true place as opposed to like you're squeezing it out of you.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. And I, I think, you know, it's different for everybody, but when you're doing full-time work, I know for me, I had to um, I had to do the creative stuff early in the morning yeah. because I had a really hard time. And then inevitably at 10 p.m. I'd be like, oh, wow, this sudden flow of energy... But it just, you know, the not the right time. And so I I know for me, I find, like, afternoon power naps are helpful. Yeah, and, yeah. And finding something or, like, long bike rides kind of help work that out. But I've been playing yeah. guitar, too, and it, oh, it really? does help. That's so fascinating. And so then, so when was that residency?
1: So that was in October of this past year. Of 2018? hmm And that's when you wrote Deep Tissue? No, no, no. That's the feature.
0: Oh, the feature. I was like, that doesn't make sense. No, no, no. no. So I
1: basically had outlined the Deep Tissue feature maybe a year ago. Okay. And then wrote the short because I was just living in that creative space. Yeah. And then was like, oh, I want this to be series, built this whole deck for the series, was pitching that around, which is still an option. But then I was like, I need this feature is still living within me and I need to just write it. Yeah. Um and I think for- right in inside the scaffolding you'd already written. Yes. Okay. Um and I think that like the thing is it's like whoever wants to give me the opportunity, I go either way. Like I'm yeah. passionate about the the- they're- all the themes are the same and they're a lot of the same characters. It's yeah. just like, it can live as a feature or it can live in a series, whoever wants to give it a go.
0: Very cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
1: So, you
0: wrote that mm-hmm. um,
1: and then you shot it. Yeah, so the short I wrote, um, I guess I wrote it Maybe two years ago. Okay. And then my producers and I wrote South by two years ago. And so you... And you, was that when you met them or was that... All I had known you... Josh and Rachel for maybe two years before then. Okay. We were as friends. Like, I wanted to work with Rachel on my first short. But, like, she was kind of, like, overqualified, you know. Um, and she lived in L.A., so it didn't make sense. Even though I shot Deep Tissue in L.A. and mm-hmm. ended up going out there. But I was like, hey, guys. Like, I wrote the short. We were talking about how we wanted to make a genre film and how... That was a landscape that we all were. And really what does a genre about. film mean? So a genre film is like um, it can be horror, thriller, sci-fi. It's anything that kind of exists in that land, like comedy, drama. Like that's its own kind of genre, right? I think it's that's a good question because people say genre films, but like drama is a genre. Like anything's a genre, really. Anything's a genre, but I think people offhandedly say like genre because
0: in the way that people say indie music.
1: Yes, I imagine. In genre, normally when people are like, "Oh, it's a genre movie," they're they're meaning it's a horror, thriller, sci-fi. It's more something off the beaten
0: path of like what you would,
1: what people would just casually
0: go like, you know, like I think of like Hugh Grant films are not. I mean, it's a rom com. Yeah, it's a rom com, which is a genre, but it's it's like you know, just any old taste. probably likes
1: it. Yes. So genre like horror, thriller. We were like, we really want to do something in that landscape and we really want to say something. And I was like, well, I wrote this short, it's kind of a joke. And they were like, no, we need to make that.
0: That's so cool. Okay, and so then you all did the film. You finished it. hmm And I we don't even have time to get into what it takes to make a film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like a whole other conversation. But then let's talk about like the festival circuit and submitting. Yeah. And was this your first time submitting a film to festivals? What has that experience been like for you?
1: So I had my first short that I made in Tear Teresa that I submitted to a lot of festivals. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think that the big thing is, and other people might disagree with me, but I'm more interested in playing festivals, I think, align with my ideals that play the kind of films that I like, Mm -hmm. that I like their programming taste, different programmers have different tastes. interesting, And different curatorial tastes. Like, there's definitely a difference in taste between Sundance and South By. Okay. Like, people kind of can be like, yeah, that's a South By movie, you know? Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, for sure. And I think that um a lot of people are like, the more festivals I get in, the better. And I just never have wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, like, I really... I don't want to waste people's time if I'm not going to...
0: Well, and your money. Because doesn't it cost money to submit?
1: Yes. But what I will say about that is, like... There are waiver codes that mm-hmm. if you like, look, I any festival that I submit to, um, I'm trying to think with, with Interior Teresa, yes, and with Deep Tissue even more. And the nice thing is like with Deep Tissue, like I was at Sundance, so there were people I knew that writing, were at festivals. Writing. You were at uh, Sundance. Yeah, as okay. a journalist. Okay. And it was my seventh year going to Sundance. And so I knew that we had gotten into South by. Mm-hmm. So I would just say to people if they were at festivals I knew they worked for festivals I liked I would say, hey we've got a premiere coming up in the f- in the spring but I would still really love to send it to you and they're like, oh yeah great send it to me like I think that there's um, programmers really like and I'm you know I've only programmed for one or two festivals but like I, I think that sin- taking the time to send a note to say, if you really love a festival and you really want your film to play, being like, hey, I really love your festival. This is why I really like your taste because of this. And this is why I think my film would be a good fit. It and can't have you hurt. met
0: these people ahead of time?
1: Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not okay. with Interior Teresa. And, like, look, some programmers might be like, that's an obnoxious and annoying to me. But I thought, you know what? Like, I'm a journalist, so I get people pitching their projects to me. And I really respect when someone's going to take the time to be like, "I love your writing. I read this. I think that this would be a good fit for you." Yeah. So I thought, like, especially with Interior Teresa, when I I was just blind emailing, but programmers' emails are on the website, you know. Yeah, for not all a of reason. them, but some of them. Um, and it depends on which festival. De- it depends yeah. on which festival. The bigger festivals, I don't know. That's at your discretion. But for some of the smaller regional festivals that are like awesome as well. It's like they're looking for good movies, so if yeah, you like, they need movies. They need movies, yeah. <laughs> and so I just thought, you know what? You know, there are some festivals like um, it was like Sidewalk and in Indie Memphis that I ended up playing with Interior Teresa. And if I remember correctly, don't quote me on this. I emailed their programmers also shorts programmers you're not going to want to email the executive director like put it in front of the people that are the program and i just said i really love your festival my friends have played here it would be an honor if you even took a look at the film here's a link and then i would also apply through without a box or whatever Mm -hmm. and that's just the way i went about it you know and i think with deep tissue um there are some festivals that i really know i want to play And like, there are some that we didn't get in you know Mm -hmm. that i just i sent a personal email to the programmers and i said hey, like, I would appreciate you taking the time. Just know that I'm going to be submitting and I wanted to send you a link directly. Um, Yeah. You know, like, I'm not advocating for everybody to do that, but, like, for me, that's what made the most sense And because you have a pulse on the community, right? Like, you're
0: not doing it cold having not attended. You're familiar with their programming in, like, an authentic way. It's not just, like, oh, I Googled it real quick. I'm going to name drop some titles. Like, you really knew.
1: Yeah, and I also, like, you know, I didn't – I've never done that for, like, a bigger festival that I didn't – you know, it's yeah. like – I don't know. It's hard to talk about, and I think everybody has different views on, like, how they're submitting and, and whatever. But, like, for me, that's what I did. That's yeah. what I tried, you and, know.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's really important to share because there's there are many ways to skin a cat. Like – and so how have you managed – because, like you said, you didn't get into everything that you submit, mm-hmm. submitted to. Um, I think it's really easy for – everybody to focus on what they didn't get and focus on negative stuff um how have you like managed some of your feelings around that and like has presumably meditating has helped
1: yeah um I think that Jim Carrey has like some interesting um -hmm. thing that he says he's incredible um which I thought a lot about this summer where he said you know we always talk about where we're not and how we're we're going to do this and we're going to be there in the day when we're doing this. And he's like, you're yeah. doing it. You're on the path. You're doing it. Yeah. And I think that like, um, you know, I've had friends like we all deal with rejection in the business and specifically around festivals. And it's like, and and, and we think that, oh, if we don't get into a major festival, then we're never going to. I'll, my friend, um my friend and I um were talking about this like on Saturday, I called him um, just after the whole crazy week and. He had a, a, a big movie at South by a few years ago and we were talking a lot about this and uh, our minds jump from point A to point Z very quickly. Yes. It's like I didn't get into South by, so I'm never going to direct a major motion picture for right. a studio.
0: Which, by the way, I'm sure there are plenty of directors for major motion pictures that
1: never had a South by film. Exactly. It's right. like not... Th- but that's what our brains do. Of course. And that's yeah. why it's so devastating. It's like, oh, well, I didn't get into one of you know these three major festivals so no one will ever buy my movie and it's like that's not the case either you know it's like like that very
0: all or nothing mentality it is it
1: is and so i think that like i really think back on like the jim carrey thing because it's like you're doing it you're if yeah. you
0: want something you're on the path to, you're doing yeah it. you have like i sometimes i to sometimes it can be helpful in managing emotions to remove yourself and think of life like a something else and so I'll sometimes think of it like um, the sales funnel where you have like awareness research consideration and so like because you already have said oh I want to do this you're at the awareness level yeah and then you go and learn and you're at the education level and then eventually you know the purchase level would be when you start being like you're at the purchase level where you're like no my films are in fe- like they're good enough that mm. I feel good about submitting them to festivals.
1: Yeah, I think that's the other big thing is, like, feeling confident in what you made. And it was hard. It was really hard with Interior Teresa because it was my first film I've ever made. And Mm -hmm. so, yes, there was definitely me, like, sending it around to people and, like, putting myself out there, sending it directly to programmers and stuff. Or, you know, I was like, what am I doing? Like, what if it's it's terrible? But also, fuck it. Also, like, you're doing it.
0: There are plenty of, and we were discussing before, there are plenty of just not talented idiots out there. Confidently submitting mm-hmm. their nonsense, that it's like, hey, more obnoxious people have probably emailed this person. Well,
1: and I think it's like, and I don't know, David Lynch says this sometimes where he's like, uh, I don't watch other movies, I watch like car TV shows or whatever. And I've kind of, I, I, and maybe I'm delusional, but I don't really think about the, what other people are doing. Eyes on your own paper. I can't, Jesse, yeah. My friend Jessica, you know, who's
0: Oh my gosh, next time we're in the same city, when I'm in New York and if she's there too, whatever, we should go see her yeah. live. She's a great stand-up oh, cool. comedian and she was on episode three, I think. Um, and I love that she says that because it's like in stand-up comedy and anything where like oh, you are yeah. your own product, basically, that you're marketing, she, her whole thing has been like, hey, eyes on your own paper. Like you can't be looking at what that. other people are doing. And it is so helpful in A, not watering down your ideas and doing mm-hmm. and not watering down mm-hmm. like your message and what you mm-hmm. want.
1: But also be to be gentle on yourself. Well, yeah, and I think that like I, it's a fine line between. I love seeing other people's films. I I do watch TV. And I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. To each their David own. David Lynch. You know, yeah. Yeah. But, but like I do. I'm obviously not David Lynch. And but also like, know. whatever. It's nice to watch TV sometimes. But I think him saying that is like, I took that as, oh, it can be distracting, and I tend to like let me. Let me not think about how everyone else, everyone else is their way that they're going about doing what they want to do, showcasing their work. Mm-hmm. Everybody is a different path and a different journey. That's why, like, everything I'm saying with how I have handled festival submissions or made films is going to be different from what's yeah. appropriate from someone else. But I do think that, like, I, um, if you're thinking about all the other people that are out there, all the other people that are submitting, all the other people that are trying to get movies made, that's crippling. There's It does no good. No. Not at all. It it doesn't
0: do any good. And I think um, one thing that Jessica, the stamp comedian, and I talked about as well as Jessica. Um, oh, my goodness. I'm blanking on her last name. She has a company named Luxor. Oh, Couch. Jessica Couch. She's on this podcast also. We were talking about because Jessica Michelle Singleton, she submitted for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival mm-hmm. and got in. And then Jessica Couch submitted for South by and got in. And they both went like, oh, well, then it must not be that hard. Yeah, and it's easy to do that, I think. And oh yeah, that too. Yeah, you have to go like, no, actually, like I have
1: something worth saying, and that's why I got selected. I mean, it's it's hard to know. I think it's just like I, of course, with like deep tissue getting to South by, I'm I'm still like in shock, and I'm so Aww. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful because you know how hard it is too. It wasn't your first time submitting something. Yeah, I think that you know, with Interior Teresa, I'm so like thrilled with the festivals that I played. Um, But it didn't get into South By. Is it online?
0: Can people go watch It's on Seed&Spark,
1: yeah. Okay, cool. Um, But, uh, you know, I think that it's, I don't know. It's really tricky when it comes to talking about this stuff because it's like you don't want to need external validation. But then when you do get the external validation, taking it for what it is, being grateful, being confident in, in saying, yes, my film got into South By and I'm very proud of it. Like that can be really hard to do. Yeah, well, the, I think there's a big
0: difference between, because obviously, like with something like film, you need external validation to survive. Yeah, yeah. However, on an emotional level, you shouldn't need the external validation. It's a very different thing. So it's a weird thing where you're like, oh, for me to move forward and do take this further, I do need some form of validation. But for my emotional self to feel... Like, I'm a complete human. Mm-hmm. I don't need it.
1: Well, I think that, like, when I will look back on this trip, there are two moments that stand out to me that look, it's people want to get into a good festival because it helps people see your film. Like, that's yeah. what it's about. And I think that the two moments that I will look back and will feel the most fulfilling and the reason why, you know, I was excited to be in this festival in the first place is people being able to see the film and people yeah. and people coming out and, like, having an added screening and, like, all the screenings were sold out. Oh, really?
0: Congratulations. Yeah, it
1: was this past Saturday. Um, Oh, yeah, I didn't tell you that. Um, And then, like, it being sold out and people staying for the Q&As. It's like, that's what is amazing. And, like, the... um,
0: Because there's a deep interest from those attendees
1: in film specifically, which is exciting. And that's what's important. Like, and I think it's... I consistently... And this is why meditation is important is to ground yourself and, like, what's the whole point of this in the first place? You know, like... And when we were, um, our second screening, uh, all of the filmmakers gave our tickets to other people, which was cool. We're like, we don't need to see it again. We'd rather someone go sit in there and take our ticket. So we were all hanging out at the draft house and like, there was like no wine because the bars had shut down. So we would like send people into the hallway when in the hallway of the theater. And then we all ended up just like huddling in the hallway of the theater, watching each other's films. Oh, cool. And it was just like extremely special. And like, like sometimes like, I don't know, I'm from the theater. So I love like dark, close quarters you know like backstage community. in the wings and that yeah. community feeling um it reminded me of being in theater and being with like the cast that's not on stage and the wings watching people and yeah. being like yeah and you know and that's kind of where a lot of us like bonded for a split second there and then when we went up into the Q&A there was a different energy to it that's so cool yeah and I just felt like and I think if like Anyone that saw the block, they're, like, everyone's, like, a bunch of weirdos. And it was, like, I was up there with a bunch of, like, my people, you yeah. know, who I'm sure we all feel like we made these films in a vacuum or going, are we crazy, totally. you know? Yeah. And then Because feeling, uh, some of the
0: films... I mean, all of them were oddbally, Yeah. On Bali, for yeah. sure.
1: In a, such a good way. And all in a very different way. And... Yeah. I don't know. Like, that is what makes me feel like, oh, that's what I will remember. And then the, wow. our last screening on Saturday. So, basically, when you screen your film... Um, like for the premiere, we were in the theater, but we couldn't see other people around us. I also like blacked out. I thought the frame rate was off. Like I didn't black out, but I don't. You know, I was like watching it, and I was like, "This is so fast. We left no breathing room in the edit." And I'm like, "No, no, you were just nervous." Yeah. Um. But this last time, my producers and I stood in the hallway, and we were we could see some of the people in the front and their oh, reactions. Cool. And this woman, like when the first kind of like scary moment I guess happens in the film, she like slowly brought her hands up over her mouth. How rewarding. And I was like. Yes, you know, like yeah. that's... People are reacting. People are reacting, and it's also like I, I want, I want this film to succeed, and anybody wants their films to to succeed so they can keep making more films. Yeah, and they can keep making things that make people feel connected in the world and make people feel less like a weirdo. Oh,
0: that's so beautiful.
1: You know, yeah. and I thought like that's that shows me there's some emotional transition that's happening for this film in the audience. Totally cool, great. I want to keep making more stuff. Yeah. You know, that's the validation. Definitely. That's awesome. So Mm -hmm. we
0: don't have much time. So Mm -hmm. I have two more questions. The first question, Mm -hmm. um, because you had a film in the festival, Mm -hmm. you were also on a panel Mm -hmm. and you mentored. Mm -hmm. Did you get the film in first and then apply for the other? Like how did that work out to get all three? Oh
1: yeah. Okay. So for South by, it's really cool because you can like pitch panels and people vote on it and your panel gets picked. So Panel we did was with me, my uh, producer, Rachel Walker, um, who's also been a publicist. She does, like, a lot of amazing things. Um, she's going to do creative and programming for Alma Drafthouse in L.A. Cool. That's opening soon. Very cool. Yeah. And then David Ninn, who um, is a friend of mine that used to be head of PR Kickstarter. Now he works at Kina Lober. And then Megan Griffins, who's an amazing filmmaker, that Janet Pearson, who's um, – like, basically, like, head programmer at South by Southwest, she introduced us to Megan, who's an amazing filmmaker. And the f- panel was called How to Make People Give a Fuck About Your Movie. Mm. So we talked a lot about some of the things that we've been talking about now, which is, like, how do you make people care about your film? Because that's really the point of a film in the first place. Yeah,
0: well, and probably not people necessarily, the general public, but people within, like, people who are your people.
1: Yes, yes. So basically, um, yeah, so we talked about, like, we talked about festival submissions. We talked about getting stills on set so that you have assets. And, you know, we talked about every stage of the process. Cool. That's really, Is that going to be available to, like, Is did they do they record it at all? I don't know. That's a really good question. I should find that out. But we did have someone come back that wants us to do the panel down somewhere else that might work out. Oh, um, cool. Yeah.
0: Record that. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. For, for sure. That's a, that's a good point. But, yeah, so I, I basically... Like, reached out to David and Rachel and um, was like, hey, should we do this? And originally our friend Ben Wisner, who produced Thunder Road, was going to be on it. But then they're shooting the next movie. So we were like, oh, my God, we need someone that's amazing. And that's Megan came in play. But um, anyway, so we basically pitched that. People vote on it, it. voted on it. That got in. You can apply to be a mentor. Um, so I applied to be a mentor because I've had friends do it. So I was a journalism producer mentor. Oh, cool.
0: um,
1: our journalism critics mentor. But people ask me, like, producer questions. Yeah. And then I found out the film got in.
0: Okay, So they're all kind of like separate things. That's really cool. Um, Wait, I will ask one more question and then the final question. Okay. Because also I think some sort of, in terms of creating your film, how did you budget for that? Because creating film is expensive. Like, how does that all work out?
1: Yeah, so my first film, I raised money through Kickstarter. Okay. And that was able to fund the film. And then this time around, um, I funded it myself. I worked Crazy. and I saved money for a long time.
0: Wow. Funded it
1: myself. And then we had an EP who's amazing, Scott Sorrentino, that came on to help finish the the extra leg of it. That's um, awesome. And he's been like incredible and supportive. He couldn't be here at South By, but um, he's believed in the project from the beginning and basically was like, I want to help you make this movie happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of shorts filmmakers end up funding their own projects because... How else do you get it done? It's a short, right. you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I hope in the next project that I don't have to do that and then I can find support in other ways. Which um, are? Like, how do you find support for that? You can do grants. You can partner with companies. There are more and more companies that are producing shorts now because cool. there are more and more ways to distribute them. Yeah. Um. And then you have private investors. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways. Crowdfunding is also awesome. Um, you know, cause I just done the Kickstarter for Interior Teresa. I didn't want to do another one so soon after. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how I got the money to make it.
0: Thank you for being open about that. Yeah. I think that is a really, it's scary, you know, and I know I've seen so many people do Kickstarters and I think that that's such a vulnerable thing to do because it is scary. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I, there's been certain things I've thought about doing and that I've chickened out. Um, and then I also have ideas that I'm like, oh, but is it weird of me to, like, apply for this grant? So, like, no, I appreciate you being open about that final question. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What is a final product that you would want to hear the the behind-the-scenes of? Like, basically the same type of interview,
1: but something else. Anything. Um, Or even
0: something in the same vein. I don't care.
1: I mean, I think, I mean, because I hear a lot about film. Honestly, I think it's very interesting um, to hear about, maybe because I watched A Star is Born Again recently, but like how a tour comes together. Because, yeah, because I think that I feel like in a lot of ways I'm going on a tour with this film because of the different festivals. Totally. And I think that there are things I'm learning about travel, all of that, like how you basically roll out a tour. Because I think it's not just music. A film goes on a tour too, Mm -hmm. but we call it like a festival run. But I think that there are there are things that I could learn about a festival run from a successful tour in a Absolutely. lot of ways. Absolutely,
0: yeah, especially the ones that are like I think about artists that who have such a production.
1: Yeah, like where,
0: I mean, I think about the on the run tour. Like I don't know if you went to that no. when it was in New York, but like it's Beyonce and Jay Z with like a full band and dancers and a production, and but. I think you know that's different because we all nobody's like will it sell tickets? Yeah, nobody's yeah, yeah. worried. So I think you know somebody who's at like a smaller label. Yeah. Like I think of like one of my favorite two of my favorite bands to come out in the last few years are Girlpool and Show Me the Body. Mm-hmm. And I think that those bands are so interesting because it's like how that is interesting. I did, and I will share this real quick before we go. I did find out because I'd always been really interested about metal tours because that's such oh, yeah. a subculture yeah, and like yeah, yeah. a niche market. And some friends of mine, these guys who run a band called Woven War, they run a um, bar called, I think it's called like Brick by Brick or something like that Mm -hmm. in San Diego. And it's a metal bar specifically. Mm -hmm. Very kick-ass. If you're in San Diego, Mm -hmm. you should go, even if you're not a metal fan. Very cool vibe. Very cool shows. Especially their shows around Comic-Con. Because they do like a whole Comic-Con themed weekend. Nice. It's awesome. It's Jordan and Nick and they're amazing. Um, And apparently the metal community is so tight-knit That they basically work with each other. So it's like the bar, to my understanding, Mm -hmm. like the club managers will call up the next club and be like, hey, these guys are coming on. So they're going to be in California anyways, you know, and so they kind of organize it. I'm like, that's such a beautiful communal.
1: I would love to know more about that. Yeah. Cool. Thanks Thank for you for being me. on.
0: I wish we had more time. I know. I'm sorry. This is great. I hope I made we sense. We got coffee and had like bathroom breaks yes. and long trucks. And then we're like, yeah. oh God, we only have an hour. No, it's
1: great. Um, Thanks for having where me. Where can people find you online? Um, just my name, Meredith Alloway uh, at gmail.com is my email if anyone wants to
0: Well, no. To and you, Nini, I mean like
1: find you and follow you
0: to see what you're oh, up to. Oh, oh,
1: oh, oh. Um, See, I'm like, do people want to follow me? Like, I don't even know <laughs> yes, that. Yes, people want to
0: follow you. Um, my Instagram
1: writing. is ATWWalloway. At, why, why is it that? Because I used to have a show called All the Way with Alloway, my interview show. Oh. So it's the name stuck, and then now I have ATW Productions. Okay. Um, Because in fifth grade, I ran for secretary, and it was All the Way with Alloway. And then I was like, mm, I'm not really into this anymore. But so yeah, you didn't want to lose your virginity at ten. Yeah, exactly. Whoopsie. Yeah, <laughs> my parents should have said no. Nope. Yeah, um, and they were
0: like, Oh, she's innocent.
1: But the all, all the way all the way thing. Like, and I your think. Twitter is the same thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. And I there are going to be links to her handles and stuff in the description. So if you didn't write ra- write that down or whatever, and you have the memory of a goldfish like I do, yeah. just click the link.
1: Cool. Um, thanks everyone, thanks. and thanks Meredith. Thanks guys.
0: Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed Meredith and my conversation. There are more details from our conversation in the podcast description. So if you want to get links to her socials, where to find her, you should definitely keep an eye out for Deep Tissue at a film festival near you. She's gotten into so many film festivals since we recorded this. And so it's really awesome to just see her doing the circuit. Uh, Deep Tissue was incredible. Um, and I highly recommend just supporting independent theater. There are a wide variety of independent, well, I mean, obviously support independent theater, but also independent film. Um, There are many ways to do that. Uh, I was lucky enough to see a really great film at the Northwest Film Forum, I think. Um, It's a film I've been wanting to see for a while called Mosquita Imari, and it's by Aurora Guerrero, I think. Anyways, it was awesome. It came out several years ago, but it was really great to see it on the big screen. Um, People do a beautiful job, and there's a lot happening outside of just the blockbusters that we get via, you know, AMC or whatever. Uh, If you want to support this podcast, please do. You can just straight up Venmo me, no one's stopping you. Please find BTS Podcast on socials and share out these episodes. Share what quotes you liked, share some stuff that you learned, whatever you feel like is really appreciated to help just grow the knowledge and audience of BTS Podcast. BTS Podcast can be found at, at BTSThePodcast across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn uh if you have something that you would like to hear about on this podcast please do hit me up you can slide into my dms i'm at Lene cook across socials and obviously if you just dm the podcast profiles i will receive those there too music on this podcast was made by benjamin betharam he's really great you can find him on soundcloud literally just look up benjamin betharam tricky to spell i know but the link is in the description of this episode Thank you again for listening, and please do subscribe, rate, and review. It helps more than you know. If you have a podcast, you do know, and if you listen to a lot of podcasts, we don't just ask you to do that because we like to hear ourselves say the same thing that every other podcaster says. It really does help, especially like a written review. I know in the Apple Podcast app, it's tricky to do but I promise you if you tap around enough, you can find the way to do it. I should probably just make a YouTube video showing people how to do it because every time I go to uh, do that for one of my favorite podcasts, I do get confused. Um, It's a pain. I promise you, you are tech savvy enough to figure it out. Thank you and I hope you enjoyed this episode.